0: Well, we're privileged to have uh, Brother Terry Hoke with us here today to uh, lead us in our, our our time of the Word. Uh, Terry was a uh, has been a longtime friend and pastor of uh, Iron Springs Brethren in Christ, just over the mountain from here, as well as many other adventures in in life uh, in terms of mentoring folks and uh, just helping folks grow in the Lord. So, Terry, come with us. Come and uh, share what the Lord has for us today. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Rod, and thanks to the worship team. Aren't they great? They got, I, I really appreciated the, the couple of guys that had beards and they were gray. <laughs> you can take that for whatever you want. Yeah, that's okay. So, if you have your Bible with you, you, you could turn to Isaiah 59. I'm going to share some scripture there first and then uh, lead us in looking at light and darkness. And if you don't have your Bible with you, I, I would encourage you to, to bring it uh, every week. And it's something I encourage every church that I am privileged to speak with or speak at Uh, Just so you can follow along. Isaiah 59, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But the iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. For your hands are stained with blood, your fingers with guilt. Your lips have spoken falsely, and your tongue mutters wicked things. No one calls for justice. No one pleads a case with integrity. They rely on empty arguments. They utter lies. They conceive trouble and give birth to evil. Their deeds are evil deeds, and acts of violence are in their hands. And yes, I do know that I skipped a little bit in there about uh, the spider webs, okay? Their feet rush into sin. They are swift to shed innocent blood. They pursue evil schemes. Acts of violence mark their ways. The way of peace, they do not know. There is no justice in their paths. They have turned them into crooked roads. No one who walks along them will know peace. For our offenses are many in your sight. Our sins testify against us, our offenses are ever with us, and we acknowledge our iniquities. Rebellion and treachery against the Lord, turning our backs on our God, inciting the revolt and oppression, uttering lies our hearts have conceived. So justice is driven back, and righteousness stands at a distance. Truth has stumbled in the streets, honesty cannot enter the lord looked and was displeased that there was no justice he saw that there was no one he was appalled that there was no one to intervene so his own arm achieved salvation for him and his own righteousness sustained him he put on righteousness as his breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head He put on the garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in zeal as in a cloak, according to what they had done. So he will repay wrath to his enemies. Some time ago, I read about a disease which strikes many people during this time of year particularly. It's a a disease which has little to do with the celebration of Christmas, which we've just come through, or with the ability or inability to give or receive a gift. It's a disease which comes from lack of light. Some of the characteristics of the disease are irritability, unhappiness, a change of attitude, people becoming a recluse, and just a general all around gloominess. When longer days begin and more light is available, there seems to be a complete turnaround in those who suffer from this disease. I, I think my Linda is. Uh, where, 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 where are you, Linda? Oh, uh, right there. Okay. She gave it a name. I think. I, th- I think she just remembered the name, sundowners, sundowner disease, that's what it's called. When the days get longer, there just seems to be a total turnaround. It's evident that most of us would, would rather have more light in our lives. There are very few who spend an abundance of time outside in the time. First of all, men they're calling for snow next week ladies let it up to the men most of the men chuckled hmm. uh, and somebody just said amen okay there you go uh, that was a feminine voice i think so and, and then but we like to be outside when it's nice outside and the bible has much to say concerning the light and the different kinds of light. The portion that I read as our scripture depicts a time in the lives of the nation of Israel when the people were surrounded by darkness. They had turned their back on God. It's not to say that the sun didn't shine. It's not to say that the seasons didn't change. No, they had turned their back on God. The Hebrew word used here to describe the darkness of the people of Israel means this, misery, destruction, death, ignorance, sorrow, and gloom. If we look up the Greek word, which I did, it parallels the Hebrew word, and we find that it translates gloominess, dimness, obscurity. Not a pretty picture of daily living. If the days of mankind had to always be days of darkness, days filled with gloom and destruction and ignorance and obscurity, and sorrow, the lives of God's people would not survive that sorrow. It looks like some of the days we're facing today, doesn't it? I am just absolutely, and I mean this, I'm I'm absolutely, totally amazed at how many people I see walking around like this. Every time you go into a place of business, every time, and every time you, my friend, it's good to see you, go into a home, I want you to wear one of these. Every time I go into a place of business, every time I check out, I look at the checkout person, male or female, and I go, just like that. And if they're like, this is my job, but I really don't like it. I say, you've got to remember something. If you don't get my money out of my pocket into your cash register, you don't get a paycheck. And then they smile as they take my money. But I wear a smile. I volunteer at the Habitat for Humanity Restore. I see people all the time. Hmm. Just walking around. Oh, yeah, well, uh, I'd like to have that. And I smile at him all the time. Guess what you get back? One of these, for the most part. And it's a wonderful thing. It's a gift that you can give. If all our days always had to be days of darkness, it would be terrible, almost unlivable, It should, however, give us some hope that as we look at this scripture today, we can recognize that we're not the first people to have faced this difficult circumstance. Sometimes they seem intolerable, sometimes insurmountable. It depends on who you trust. So let's look at Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 5. This is what it says. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thickness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Quite a different picture. It goes on, it says, your daughters are carried on the hip, then you, look, then you will look and be radiant, your heart will throb and swell with joy, the wealth of the seas will be brought to you, to the riches of the nations, the riches of the nations will come. And in Ephesians chapter 5, well, I'm not going to go there yet, okay? Okay? I'm rushing ahead, all right? Hope and life. Maybe I'll go to Ephesians. You were once in darkness. Yes, I I want to go there. But now you're in the light of the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It's shameful even to mention them. What the disobedient do in secret. We sometimes think that we have to look elsewhere for the light. But we don't. We have to look elsewhere only if you're here today and you don't believe in God and you don't believe in Christ. We've just come through the Christmas celebration, the time we celebrate the birth of Christ in Bethlehem, but this was more than just the birth of a baby. This was the coming of God to earth in the form of man to identify completely with mankind. God came to the earth Emmanuel, the Bible tells us, God with us to supply light to the darkness in which we live. God the Father is the fountain of light, and it is his light, in his light, that we shall see the light. Apart from that, without God in our lives, we cannot live in the light. With God in your your life and my life, we can not only live in this world but we can live in this world with a smile on our face. It's a whole lot better world when you, when you know that there's even something better awaiting. Without God, we can't live in the light. Apart from God's light in our lives, there is no true light, only a false light. Maybe it's an ethical light. Maybe it's a moral light. Maybe it's light that may look right, a light on which you may agree with just about everybody in this room. You don't ever have disagreements here, do you? Oh yeah? yeah? Okay. One honest person? Okay, all right. But, and this is important, unless we examine what we see and learn, even though collectively we agree, it remains false light we seem to think that if we get enough education we can live in the light but the bible tells us god is light and in him is no darkness, darkness at all first john 1 verse 5 and in the gospel of john we read that in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was God. I love it because I, I can tell Pastor John preaches the word because you know some of it. This word and the light are the same Christ. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever, let me say that again, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. Do you see that Jesus came to illuminate the presence of God, to light it up, to manifest God to the world and it is in his light that we see the light. At the Antrim Church where we've been attending, they have a a little nativity scene set up. They have a a huge one set up also, but this, this one has paddles around the top. Now, I had to look at that several times to see why in the world does it have paddles around the top. Well, there's also candle holders. So, If you put a candle in there and light that, those paddles, because they're angled, will start to spin. And I have told people for weeks, I know the song that they are singing because of that. And they look at me like, what? Well, I sing in a bluegrass band. I said, I know they're singing, I saw the light. Oh no, that went somewhere, didn't it? Hmm, sorry. They're singing, I saw the light, I saw the light. Yeah, but anyway. If you want to have light in the situations of your life, you've got to hold them up before the true light, Jesus, and do, and we do that by learning to identify with His light, and then not only identify with it, but to own it. And this is important not to miss this point. God, it's, it's important. God's word tells us that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So not everything that you think is going to be right in your life, if you just give it an opportunity, think it through and take it through to Jesus before you act on that. Because Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And you want to be sure you're listening and watching for the right, listening to and watching for the right light. If you want to have light in your situations, you've got to follow the true light. So in order for us not to be misled, we've got to learn to identify the true light, the light of Christ, and then identify with him. Just how important is it? In your Bible... In Matthew chapter 6, verse 23, you'll find this. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? If the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? The nation of Israel found in Isaiah 59 is a nation which was in darkness. But in Isaiah 60, it says, Arise, your light has come. That's get up, stand up, stop moping, Act like you know the Lord Jesus in your heart and in your head as well. Not just here, but in here. And you walk with him. That's it. Arise, get up, because your light has come. The light within them was darkness. There was no vision, there was no hope, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. They were alone and they're desolate. And, and, and it was at it was as this, as this, their darkest hour, that God said, get up, wash your hands, comb your hair, make yourself presentable, act like somebody who's different. Because you are different. Because of the change that Jesus Christ came to make, you are different if you know him as your personal Savior. Listen to these words of Jesus from the book of John. He said this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I've come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness, John 12, 46. And John 3 explains to us our need to receive Christ in order to come into that light. Anyone who has received Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and the light of God has the the light of God living within them. It's the promise of God. He gave you his Holy Spirit so that you could live differently than this world that we, we seem to see around us all the time. I don't know about you, but I, we, Linda and I don't own a TV. We don't miss it, but we haven't owned a TV for, for years. Yeah, I get on the computer and I look at the news, and we buy a newspaper, and, and I look at that, and uh, it's just not worth much anymore. I don't, I don't, I, I spend a dollar and a quarter at the Dollar Tree, you know, for a newspaper, because it's not worth four dollars and forty-nine cents. Not much in it, and I'm not going to waste that four forty-nine. When I can spend a dollar twenty-five, because every time I do, I, I get in that thing and I look at it. If I spend a dollar twenty-five, I get in that thing and I look at it and I think, man, this would just tear you down. So I don't get into it. Hey, you know why I buy it? Here's the reason I buy it. Then the likes to do the crossword puzzle. There's no need for anybody who knows Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. There's no need for that person to go through life with their head down, with the pressures of hopelessness surrounding them. There's just no need with the evils of the world hammering you. No need for you to own it. Please don't own it. If you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary for your sins, don't own the darkness. Don't. Make a choice. God gave you a choice. You know, we're the only creation, part of creation, that God gave a choice to. The birds don't have a choice. The little ants that drive me crazy on my counter in the kitchen, and I can't find out where they're coming from, they drive me nuts. Oh, I just give them one of these. That's the end of that one, you know. But I don't let them get me down. Guess who created them? no, <laughs> I know that. In Matthew chapter five, we're told that we are the light of the world. And as that light, we need to let our light for God to shine through us. There's something we need to recognize about light. Light requires an organ adapted for its reception. That's our physical eyes. Where the eye is absent, there, and, and where it's become impaired, there is it's almost useless. I have got so many prisons in these glasses it's hard to believe. That's why I look down all the time because it's not focusing. But I don't have cataracts because cataracts have been removed and, and they can inhibit my sight. And I know some people who are blind and blind to God. They don't see him. They don't believe in him. And that's a deeper darkness. Deeper darkness. We, you and me, are light in the darkness. Spiritually, man is incapable of receiving the light apart from the Spirit of God. That's 1 Corinthians 2 14. And so, as believers, we are called sons of the light and daughters of light. We can only be a reflection of the light in which we live. And if the light within you is darkness, don't leave here today without saying something to Terry about, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just really struggling to see the light of Christ right now. Maybe I can help you. The choice is and always will be ours. Yours and mine. Our light has come. It's not self-supplied. It is to the glory of God. And the glory of the, of the Lord rises upon you. And his glory appears over you. Live it out. The glory of the Lord is the light which shines through God's people. And it's absolutely, positively necessary if you want this church to grow for you individually to share the light of Christ. If you're walking around like this all the time, Terry's going to come into your life someday with one of these. And if somebody ever asks you, why are you smiling all the time? Say, I could, because I know, I know the end. And I have a choice, for which place I'm going to live. I'm going to live with Jesus. I'm going to you. I dare you. I dare you to be that bold. The glory of the Lord is the light which shines through God's people, and that light is Jesus Christ, and it is in that light that we are given the opportunity to share. The world is lost and hurting. There's all kinds of things going on, negative things. I won't even, I won't even begin to tell you. You already know what they are, and it's everywhere. You want to reach this community? then you have to let your light shine. Let your light so shine before men that they see Jesus in you. But you say, Terry, I can't shine the light of Christ to the whole world. No, but you can shine the light of Christ to just one person. Try it today. I dare you. Try it today. You know how many Hispanics come into the, the, the restore that I volunteer in and they, they sometimes don't speak the language and I just smile. And you know how many Hispanics smile back? Just about every one of them. I can't understand them. Praise the Lord, I've got two people in there, a, a former Spanish teacher and another guy who can understand them. And i always say, Irma, I need you. Or Junior, I need you. And they come back And then they start talking, and I just listen, and I stand there like a dunce, and I say, "Ask them about the Lord. Do they know the Lord?" And so they'll ask them. Then I get one of these. Not from everybody. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just be sure you ask them. Do you know the Lord? you can shine that light to a co-worker, a loved one, or a friend who has yet to see it. You can. Believe it or not, you can. It will make an everlasting difference in their life. You see, to the extent that we have the knowledge of God in us, our light has come. I was impressed to hear that Pastor John wants you to read through your Bible every day, or every, uh, this year, this coming year. Not all of us will win nations, but if we win just one, imagine how far out that could, could go if just one makes the word available. We are to be God's reflectors of his light. And so the question becomes, what will you do with the light that God has given to you? What is the duty that you are, what is the purpose of your life? Do you recognize that the purpose of your life, the day you gave your life to Jesus Christ, your purpose changed? God gave you a purpose. Let my light shine. Your purpose, I don't care what kind of job you have. It doesn't make any difference. Let your light shine." That's what he said. "Arise, shine. You're not only to receive this light, but and be enlightened by it, but you have to share it. Listen to these words from Ephesians 5. So what? will be the truth. It's right there. Everything is exposed by the light. Everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that's illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you and others will be drawn to you and nations will be drawn to you and you will lack for nothing and the light is going to continue to shine on you until your mansion's ready. In our bluegrass band, we sing a song, my mansion's not ready for me yet. That's why I'm still here. Jesus said, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I'd have told you. i go to prepare a place for you. In the meantime, let your light shine. Oh, he didn't say that. I just said that. 1 John 1, 5 through 7 says, Nations will come to your light. I want to read that. 1 John chapter 1. Oh, it's got that there too. This is the message we've heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie. And do not live out the truth. If all you're doing is claiming. Let me let me just flip over. I, I, I want to read this yet. Flip over to First John. This is one of my favorite verses. I think I preached it here before. I know I did. First John two Verse 6 Anyone who claims to be in the light, anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light. Whoever claims to live in Him, must walk as Jesus did. It's not an option. Everyone who claims to live in Him must walk as Jesus did. He walked in the light, spreading the light of God. And others if you do, if you walk in that light, others will be drawn to the light of Jesus and they'll find forgiveness and peace in their souls and the, and the world will look totally different to them. What a great honor to be a part of God's plan for winning nations. We prayed for our missionaries. Fact is, you are one. fact is you are one. Are all your friends followers of Christ? Then make a friend who's not. People are just dying for somebody to care for them. What a great honor. following such a great celebration as Christmas and the birth of our Savior, what are you gonna do with your light? Will you hide it under a bushel? I thought about having to sing that little song and, and even do the motions. Hide it under a bushel? No, I'm gonna let it shine. Please, folks, let it shine. Let it shine. Your light has come. What will you do with it? It's a personal question. It will always be a personal question. Always. Linda knows what's going on. (laughs) My Linda. The Lord wants me to say something that I always double-check to make sure that I'm hearing the right voice. I want to go back to the fact that you're going to be reading your Bible every day. I read my Bible every day, every morning. I learned this some time ago. I met God in the morning when the day was at its best, and my presence, his presence came like sunrise, like a glory to my breast. All day long the presence lingered, all day long he stayed with me. And we sailed in perfect calmness on a very troubled sea. Other ships were blown and battered. Other ships were sore distressed. But the winds that seemed to blow them brought to us a peace and rest. Then I remembered other mornings with a keen remorse of mind. When I too had loosed the moorings with the presence left behind. So I think I know the secret. Learned in many a troubled sway. You must meet him in the morning if you want him through the day. I challenge you to read your Bible in the morning. Talk to God in the morning. And let his light shine through you all day long. In this world of gloom and sorrow. Let's pray together. Father, it's to you that we come today. It is to you, Lord God, that we pray. It is to you, Father, that we ask for the strength and the courage to talk not only to people that we don't even know, But even to our friends, even to those friends here in this service today, help us to double check on them whether or not they know Christ as their savior. And if they know their purpose in life is to let him shine through them. Let this be the challenge. Your light has come. What are you going to do with it? And may the decision be, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Through me, to your glory, not my own. In Jesus' name, amen.